nearly everyone has had a job that just simply sucked. In this podcast, we dive into the terrible workplaces that exist, either due to customer interactions, horrible bosses, bad culture, or environment. Tune in each episode to hear interviews and news stories of why work sucks. Hello and welcome to this episode of Work Sucks. Work Sucks is a podcast where we talk about all the things that makes uh, work suck, whether it's a bad boss, a bad environment, safety, bad coworkers, dealing with Karens, all that stuff. Today we have a special guest. His name is Ray, who, uh, you know, I, I've known Ray for quite some time. He's a very pre- professional guy and uh, he's, a, he's a live wire too. So uh, I could I could imagine it would be a lot of fun working with Ray in the, in the workplace. But uh, anyways, Ray, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So you've got a story to tell us about a job that you had that just sucked. Tell us a little bit about it. So this was right around the time when I was trying to figure out what I want to do professionally. Um, yeah, and this this was this this job in particular was it was glamorous. It was fun. I liked the perks that I got from it. Uh, I liked the people that I met, but just. <laughs> I met so many speed bumps in it, and looking back, I'm like, I could have done a whole lot better. Okay. All right. Well, uh, so tell us uh, kind of – you could stay vague if, if you need to, uh, but tell us a little bit about uh, what it is that, uh, that, that made it suck. Everybody I speak to who – like I, I try to gauge the room about like how, how jobs work and um, like what they enjoy about their jobs – the main thing is is it's either going to be pay or upper management, and for this particular job, it was both. Oh boy! Okay, well, that that's a one-two combo. Yeah. Um, so I have this model. I'm like, I can be stressed and I can be broke out. I mean, excuse me, I can be stressed and I can be broke, but I can't be stressed and broke. So, Got it. Yeah. Um, and I've and, and like I've had jobs before where the money was not the best or the hours weren't the best or my coworkers or my um, upper management did not know what they were doing. But there was something about the job that kept me around. And it was the same for it was it was the same for this job, too. But I just ultimately was like, I just I got to I got to find something else because these this is not it for me. Okay. Well, uh, so previously, uh, you know, when we spoke, you were you were telling me that uh, that you could kind of narrow it down to some specific things that uh, that happened while you were on the job that just kind of made you think, oh boy, this is this is it. This is not the job for me. Uh, so, can you tell us about that? Yeah, I knew immediately. Like week one, I cried on the job, and I'm not. A, I'm an emotional person, but I'm not going to openly uh, cry in front of people. And then, like I was being pulled in so many different directions, and then um, it was a busy day, so everybody I was working with was stressed out, and I was stressed out. And I had no idea what was going on. I was still fairly new. 
and trying to trying to figure out how everything was working like from a from a logistics standpoint. And man, I tell you, I just I just had to separate myself one day, and I was crying. And one of my coworkers walks by me. She's like, "Are you okay?" Like, I hate when I didn't want anybody to see me like this. And she's like, "Ah, I hate to tell you, it's gonna it's gonna get worse." But oh, no. she's like, "You'll have many days like this where I've cried before." Like. What she's like? Welcome to the club, but she was really cool about like not in a not in a oh this is just a, a normal type thing. She like helped me calm down, and um, really like tried to understand what was making me so stressed out. Tried to make my day easier because it wasn't easy. It was not an easy day for any of us, but I appreciated that. But that's that's one instance when I knew, man, what did I get myself into? Crying week number one on a job that was supposed to be like a cakewalk, and then. Another thing was when I was scheduled to work on an off day and I had people calling me, asking me where I'm at. I'm like, hey, I thought this was my off day. They're like, oh, we got to change that right now. So I had to come into work on a day that I thought I was off. And then my whole schedule changed because like I planned, you know, you plan doctor's appointments, you plan meetups with friends and everything on your off days. And then here I am having my week my weekly schedule being changed because of um, because of uh, miscommunication from a management standpoint. So at, at what point, uh, I mean, obviously on the first week, you know, there's, there's crying going on in the office, uh, not just from you, but from other coworkers that admitted to it. At what point did you, uh, did you start to, for trying to figure out your exit strategy? I started figuring my figuring out my exit strategy maybe six months in because this was a this is and I've had I've had several media jobs before uh, working on TV working in newsrooms interning in newsrooms uh, doing social media management so you're always put on like these contracts uh, these con- like like these contracts for your work and. If you break those contracts, there's often a penalty associated with it, or there's like a non-compete clause um, or something where you just can't find a new job that easily. So right. six months in, I'm like, all right, let me figure out my strategy. Let me figure out what I'm going to do. So that way, when my time comes to leave, when my contract is up for this particular job, I can hit the ground running to the next media job. Right. So, I mean, so automatically you're, uh, like you said, you're stressed and you're broke. And now you're looking at if you break this contract, you're going to get penalized financially. So you're you're in a way kind of a indentured servitude type situation there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, um, so six months in. Uh, you've, you're you're under contract, and you've decided I gotta come out with an ed- exit strategy. How did you survive that rest of the time on your contract? I survived it by talking to my other coworkers, and then you know just j- just shopping around at at new places, seeing oh here's how here's how this place operates here how, here's how their employees feel uh, valued. I can grow so much with this place. So it was more it it, it was like. Me telling myself to look at the finish line or like trying to see the silver lining of it all. Okay. Well, um, after you uh, you had you know you knew that you were gone like uh, you within a few months of, of leaving, uh, you've got something lined up and you're going to exit out uh, pretty pretty easily. Uh, were you, were you able to find any kind of equilibrium in the job uh, in the meantime? 
Um, I th- I guess I was. I was I was given. Um, I I went into like I do this. I I have this model with with, with any job that I do. Um, it's always like it's called glow up and get out. So I had it when I was working in customer service jobs, when I was working retail jobs, when I was working um, at, at my college in the university sports complex, where the model basically is you're going to use this place as a stepping stone to the next place. So um, just trying to be a shoulder to cry on for other people, literally, literally and figuratively, because uh, there were some tears that were shed. And then... You know, just trying to inspire hope in other people was like what I tried to do to get through those those grueling months of that job. Wow. Okay. So, uh, so let's let's get some advice from you. Uh, you got you got people out there all over in all sorts of industries that may be stuck in their position due to either contractual obligations, just financial, you know, stress, things like that. What advice do you have for the folks that are out there that are sitting in a job that they can't leave right away? Nothing lasts forever. I will. I, I tell people that all the time because um, since I started working when I was like 14 years old doing summer camp stuff and then working um, for museums and a zoo and an aquarium and for multiple news organizations and just doing a bunch of things. Nothing. Everything is like everything is 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 temporary. So if you're if you feel like you're, you're stuck in a place where you can't get out, just start making. I don't know if people do vision boards or however they try to um, try to like see the see the future as best they can but if you got a vision board hey this is my new job this is my dream job or i was i would much see myself happier doing x y and z as opposed to a b and c that's one way to uh get it if it's a financial thing where you're like if i quit this job my bills aren't going to be paid stick with it until you know you can make it out like i would never i would never tell somebody to jump off of a sinking ship without a life without a life raft Okay. Yeah. Well, that's um, you know, there's there's varying viewpoints on that. I've I've had uh, other guests on the show just say cut bait and run, but uh, but yeah, that not everybody can always do that, especially yeah, yeah, not everybody in, can do that. And I've yeah. been, and I've been told that several times. They're like, if you're not happy, just why are you still there? I'm like, well, if 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 I'm not happy, like 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 being happy is 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 one thing, but what also makes me happy is being able to pay my bills and put food on the table. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 do things with my money that bring me joy. If I don't have the money to do these things because I don't have a job and unemployment doesn't pay that much and only only lasts for so long, then I'm not really in by by my definition of happy. Gotcha. Okay. Well, uh so so how are you doing now that you've transitioned out? I'm doing well. Um I'm still not making as much money as I would have liked to be making and i'm only saying that because my everybody's like well what's your dream job i'm like i always tell people my dream job is to never work it's to walk out of my house one day and find two and a half million dollars just in a flower pot that i stumbled upon that somebody left there and just live off of that <laughs> um, or find somebody who says, you know what? I like your personality. I like your spirit. I, I, I like your charisma. Let me just fund your lifestyle. And that's 
that's it for me. Um, but I'm 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 well. I'm enjoying life, and again, I'm still like working, but. I'm always looking for my next big adventure, my next big uh, career move, my next big career jump. Sounds like you're also out on the prowl for a sugar mama, <laughs> somebody who can live your lifestyle. <laughs> well, like yeah. having no obligation, just you know, like, like you know how you know how how your parents gave you an allowance. And you might have had to do like a chore or something. I want an allowance without having without having to do any chores at all. Oh, isn't that the uh, isn't that the dream? So yes. Ho- hopefully you're uh, you're playing the lottery every time the Mega Millions gets big. <laughs> so. And I thought I was going to win it this time because I had a I had a dream. I had a dream that I had the winning numbers. I was I was like three numbers off. You know, I used to play. Uh, I used to play the lottery, and I, I don't knock anybody who does. But I, I, my my parents, they they buy a ticket every time it gets up above a certain level, and uh, I, I have to look at it, some of the stats of you know it's something like you'd have to be struck by lightning 150 times, you know, before it, it you know that's the that's the odds to get struck by lightning 150 times before you actually get uh, you know a, a lucky combo of numbers. Yeah, and that's that's when I was like, oh boy, do I really. Do I really need to spend my money on lottery tickets? But still, every time it gets above a certain number, I go, "All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get one." Well, I know somebody who's in luck who's been struck by lightning twice, so he only has to get struck like what 148 more times before he. Yeah, 148 more times, or or attacked by a shark, uh, something like 150 times as well. So I, it, it's something crazy. So uh, I, I don't know. It, it seems like uh, seems like you get an old. Uh, Uncle that dies that uh, leaves you a big life insurance policy that'd be that'd be all right too right yes 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 I'm <laughs> I'm I'm just like which which uncle like 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 which old people in my family can I you know start to attach myself to and hey you gotta go to the store you need a you need a sponge bath this and that and and see a <laughs> like pocket change lying around or like a house in the Bahamas. Hey, I think um, I think also though that uh, you're allowed to buy life insurance policies on other people, you know. So you know, maybe maybe, maybe uh, get a good stock of who's look likely to kick it next. That sounds like I'm not going to touch that because I don't want to. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to have anybody coming after me, and jail won't be fun if if something goes wrong. But you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Anybody you got to be able to prove your alibi every time a yes, relative dies yes. after that. Yeah. Uh, oh boy, we shouldn't even we shouldn't have even unpacked that. <laughs> it's gonna be people listening thinking that we're psychos now. <laughs> so, well, hey, uh, Ray, thank you very much for being on the show. Um, I know this was a little bit more of a shorter segment, but uh, I, you know, it was very concise, very to the point. Is there anything else that uh, that you'd like to talk about before we get off the air? You know, I always tell people like, if 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 you're stuck somewhere in a job. Like I said earlier, it's it, it's only temporary. You can find a new job. Just make sure that in the end, it's the best choice for you. And you have a way to keep up whatever you're trying to keep up. Because I know, I've known people who have quit jobs because it didn't make them happy. And when they quit, they didn't get a job that they wanted or they just stopped working all together. And they're like, I'm not happy doing doing this just sitting around so make sure you're doing it for the right reasons make sure you have a solid plan and then make sure that that plan is is able to be executed um and believe me labor working is not fun it builds character in some 
in, in some cases and you establish these bonds and you're able to network with people. But remember, if going to work every morning makes you angry or if it doesn't bring you joy, then you should start looking elsewhere. And that's what I did. And now I don't wake up in the morning, you know, having to listen to music to calm me down because I'm on 10 just from seeing incompetent coworkers. I go to work and I'm like, God, I feel inspired now. I feel like this is this is what I'm what I'm meant to do. Okay. That that is great advice. I, I think that lots of people can get a lot out of that. And uh, if they take it to heart, you know, a lot of times we, uh, we're in a job and we get uh, kind of bogged down. We, we get tunnel vision and we can only see the negative. And right. uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, okay, get a, get a good group of coworkers, lean on your coworkers that, uh, that seem competent and friendly and, and uh, uh, with it and, uh, and go from there. So. And, I, and, I, and I also add that I've, I've seen a, from a lot of people, even with people that I work with, um, that I've worked with recently and, and even right now, that they get stressed out over things that they can't change. And there are things that with any job that you just have no control over because of the way hierarchies and um, hierarchies in certain companies or certain organizations work. So if you don't have any direct influence or direct um power to change something that's making you stressed out or that you think could work better just just be like water and just keep on flowing you know it, it's funny that you say that i was just on the phone with my childhood best friend last night and he gets real stressed out over things when he sees in the news like uh, uh political things stuff like that that he just he has no ability to really affect or influence or change except for like screaming into the ether of, of the internet, you know, it just, it just makes you look like a, a psychopath anyways. And I told him, I said, Hey, you know, either find a better outlet or just let, just let it roll off of you because if you can't change it, there's no reason to get so bent out of shape. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I, I suggested to my friend to to start doing things like writing letters to the editors and newspapers, stuff like that, that, uh, that maybe there's an audience there. Maybe he will feel a little bit of sense of accomplishment and he can let these things go that uh, that occur on a national level that he absolutely uh, has no no, no bearing on. No control. No, no, nothing. So. All right. Well, yeah. Great, great advice. Yeah. Well, Ray, uh, again, this has been great having you on the show. Thanks for coming on the show. And uh, and I guess uh, if you don't have anything else to say, we'll, we'll wrap it up. All right. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Bye. It was a pleasure. This has been an episode of Work Sucks. Work Sucks is a podcast in the Lamar Communications Group. For questions or a chance to have your story featured on this podcast, email the host at brian.lamar1453 at gmail.com.